Welcome to episode 106 of the Ross L and Luke show. Today we talk about COVID as it continues to impact our country and the world. We're still in lockdown here in Victoria and it's having a significant impact for a lot of uh, Victorians and I guess uh, also across the rest of the country and the globe where we do a shout out and I really, uh, our thoughts are with anybody who's in lockdown and doing it tough at the moment as well. We look forward to uh, sharing with you a few thoughts, theories and, uh, and ideas and throwing around some stuff all about uh, COVID today. I uh, hope you enjoy. See you on the other side. Rosie blokes, we're dads, we're entrepreneurs. Between us, we made a heap of mistakes. Learned a lot and created plenty of wins, which taught us a few things about life, love, relationships, communication, leadership, and business. We're here to share our journey and learnings with you. You may get three different perspectives or one universal agreement, but whatever you take away, we hope it made a difference in your day. Hello, Al, how are you? G'day, Ross. I'm rocking. How about you? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. And Luke, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, I love responses like that, like I'm excellent. There was a, a, a gentleman that I used to work with many years ago. And every time I asked him how he was, he'd go fit and dangerous. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was an awesome response. And he wasn't uh, a young fellow either. So, uh, hmm. you, would have, you would have made that slightly better? Yeah, what's that? Because then he'd say it with this really funny accent. I like that. That's a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> you have a TV oh, yeah. as well, yeah? Yeah. Fit and dangerous, bro. Fit, foot, foot and dangerous. <laughs> That's it. I can't do it. I oh, know. Butchered it. Bro. I believe this is borderline <laughs> racism. Uh, no, no. Yeah. It's outright prejudice, but, you know, in a funny way. Oh. Isn't it? Which makes it okay. Well, I, I mean, so I'm so I'm I'm a I'm a Queenslander with Scottish and Persian and Viking and Jewish heritage, so I can just choose any of those and not be prejudiced. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> they, the Kiwis, they they pretend to laugh along and it's all funny, but then they they do get their back up. Oh, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's. I think we have to have not a standard disclaimer, but I think along with our intro every week, we have to do a disclaimer. And the disclaimer this week is: Kiwis, we love you and we respect you. I mean, you guys have handled the pandemic somewhat better than we have, and we have nothing but respect for that. Yeah, still jealous. Yeah, but, but, but a lot better than we have. Hmm. Well, I mean, I say somewhat because it's not over yet. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll pop up. That's the thing. It is popping up. <laughs> they let someone back into the country and bingo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, that was how, what we did. Same thing. Well, you know, people letting a, people back a, into the country. There's a, a report on ABC at the moment claiming that 90% of the current cases in Victoria are from one family. Oh. Yeah. Now, I haven't even bothered reading it because that sounded sensational. That's a bit like, you know, seven shocking secrets. But at the end of the day... Imagine yeah. if that is so. Well, yeah, I, I uh, would fully believe that. Yeah. Because the reality mm. is that if, 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 you look, if you look at it, like it, it, 100% of it came from overseas, right? 
Like yeah. Just, 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 yeah, 100% of us come from overseas. So the only way for it to get into this country is with people coming into this country. Now, there was a point that we kind of had it under control, but we kept letting people in. And every day they're, they're doing the stats. There's 10 people who've, who've got it. Nine of them mm. are coming from overseas. So we've just mm. let, we've just collected 10 people, nine of which are new people coming into the country. And that happened day after day after day. Now, you keep doing that, there's going to be a point of failure. Well, you know who should be leading us through this then, Ross, because she's got the answers here. Please explain. Yeah. Well, Paul sure, has got the like, answers, man. Put her in charge. Has she got? Did, would she have closed the borders and just said no one's coming in? Mate, I don't care if you're an Aussie, you're not coming in. She would have. She would have closed the borders before the pandemic happened. <laughs> before it even happened. Oh gosh. Yeah. But no, she's not against travel. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I. I was overseas. I was in the, I was in Europe when she became a force in politics, and I remember I was I was in some hostel somewhere, and this Canadian dude was like, "Man, Pauline Hanson, what's she about?" And I'm like, "No, I don't, I don't follow the news." And he's telling me all about her, and I'm just cracking up. And you know what, though, when I got home and uh, remember Howard won the election, he shouldn't have won, right? Yeah. She she gave him she set that up for him because she made. People arriving in Australia, migration by boat, you know, illegal migration by boat, she made it that a political item, a hot political item. That then created the, the environment for Howard and his mob to create the um, children overboard lie yeah. on which they won the election. So don't discount that woman. She, she, she shaped modern Australian politics in a very powerful way. Sure. Maybe that's the case, but the, the, you know, did, did she stop all people coming into the country? No, because, you know, every time I speak to someone about um, we should have just shut the borders, they're like, well, we were letting Aussies back in. But there's mm. got to be a point where it's like, hey, I get that you have, you've enjoyed your holiday or your work trip or whatever it is, but we're going to think about the 24 million people in this country. Yeah. If we let you back in, we're putting 24 million lives at risk or, you know, and, mm. and everything else that goes with it. Mm. So, uh, and yes, it's nice to take care of Aussies. And if I was overseas, I'd like my country to take care of me. But the reality is that, you know, if I'm stuck out there in this, in the wilderness with, with a virus, you, you sometimes you just got to say, bad luck. I get that yeah. your one life is at risk. You know what? You come into this country, we're going to be putting 24 million lives at risk. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, and like that would have that's stopped. Cool. Yep. Mm. So that's that's my stance on it. Cool. Uh, I think yeah, it's a <clears throat> it's a tricky one. Uh, it's obviously got out of hand pretty quickly. So um, yeah, I'm yeah, not 100 percent sure that um, there's any point really. You know carrying on about it sort of back and forth uh, until it's sort of, you know, maybe, maybe over somewhat. Yeah. Well, but, hopefully there's learn. There's, well, there's, there's what I'm looking, hoping is going to happen is there's learnings about it. Now, a lot of people are trying to blame the, you know, the government for the fact that the, um, they, you know, they're putting security guards on to keep people in their rooms and they're like, well, yeah. that didn't work. And they're blaming the government. It's like, well, hang on. 
the government's intention was right. The security guards who weren't doing their job, who were, you know, <laughs> sleeping with people and uh, and not turning up for work, but still getting paid, yeah, all of those sort of things, letting people sneak out, all of those things, like the government didn't say, hey, that's okay. The government gave mm. them a job to do and they didn't do their job. But now the government's, you know, people are pointing their finger at the government for that. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. you know what? Someone does the wrong thing. You can't blame somebody else. Nah. No, well, and okay. I can't control so, it all the time. Yeah. So the conversation of blame is kind of pointless anyway, isn't it? It doesn't take us anywhere. Um, what no. really interested me, though, was that was, was about us getting through this or whatever the comment was. I, I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but I've had, it, I've had it some thought and conversation. If you just look at, like, it's, it's an explosive disease, yes. However, everyone's looking to curb it. And so the world's population, is, you know, it's, barely, it's barely been touched by this disease. So at the current rate, without a tried and tested vaccine, we're talking years of this, yeah. with a tried and tested vaccine, we're talking 18 months to two years is what the predictions are. So this is the next couple of years or variations on this. Yeah. That's the yeah, reality. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Which, which is mind-boggling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And what, it, what does it mean oh, for the borders? Oh, hmm? well... Have to keep it. Well, what they say. I spoke to a German bloke a while back, and he just said, you know, that immigration should continue, but obviously there's just protocols that you know if people are coming over, then if they're happy to pay for their uh, isolation for what you know two to three weeks or whatever it is um, in a certain spot, then that should continue. You know what I mean? Um, so it's going to be a lot slower in in any respect, but that sounded to me, like a smart option. Mm. Yep, I yeah, think uh, for people like me who, who, who want to uh, get overseas and, and do some celebrating over there, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's going to be my choice. Am I prepared to now subscribe to a whole new level of control over, over me and my choices to yeah. travel? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's Imagine being a country thing. right now that that relies on tourism. Mm. Yeah, like um, yeah, like Bali, Thailand. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it can sort of go on, but obviously, uh, I don't know. Yeah, countries like that, the governments aren't that supportive, or nor that I some have the resources to to support them so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting well it's an opportunity again we've had this conversation before in that case it's an opportunity like for australia what's the opportunity the opportunity is that we start to manufacture again <laughs> and victoria was, was a powerhouse for that so you know we've got primary production you know nailed yeah um we start to now manufacture we've got you know a couple of the stages of, of you know production of goods Nailed. So that's an opportunity for us. For, for tourism places, it's an opportunity for them to start all sorts of homegrown business, you know. So that's the opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, um, I don't know, at the moment it's, uh, yeah, what are we in, week two, three, in the lockdown? Fuck, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> it, the current state of disaster expires on September 13th. Okay. 
third eight, yeah. So that's what I had pegged in the calendar. So we're still one or three, four weeks away, aren't we? Are we? Uh, yeah. Probably there. Yeah. Close to four, yeah. Yeah. I spoke to someone yesterday uh, and we'd spoken uh, where, about March uh, 18th. Um, and that's when um, I got back from overseas and at the same time he was... Um, they just established a, oh, it was probably about a 400 square office space, polished concrete. I mean, I don't know what, but no, mm. two story South Yarra. I don't know what the fit out would have cost. Mm. Um, <laughs> but literally they were in there three weeks and uh, as of the 18th, they haven't, no one's been in there. That's a staff of 55. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I went, oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I just went, oh, I just remember all that. The sea, the, the farm of um, Mac computers, uh, and said that oh, yeah, that's a fair, fair few computers there because they're a, they're a SEO web company. So, um, but they're all working from home. Um, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. that. You know, geez, you can imagine the cost that goes into that. But I mean, as he said, there's no layoffs and the work continues because obviously um, the online space mm. has taken off a bit. So, yeah, you know, it's an essential service. That's right, yeah, yep. And industries that will flourish um, in in this space, uh, such as that. But yeah, it's just interesting. And we just sort of both said, oh God, I can't remember. He's like, is it two years, one year, four months, six months? <laughs> you know, how long have we not been uh, in the office? So you know, everyone's adapting and um, yeah, I think you just got to make things a bit more comfortable for you and a bit of routine and uh, yeah, it's... It is, it is challenging, but we adjust pretty quickly. Some companies mm. are saving a lot of money. Like if you, if, if you just by not having people in the office, if you look at the amount of, like, I don't know, you know, all the details about what's happening with, uh, with Telstra, but they're an enormous company and they don't have anyone in the office. So everybody's gone home from the office. So they've got no, they're not running the power, um, mm. the water, you know, all the, all the bills that are there just to keep the, the place ticking over, yes, they still have the property. However, yeah. if they look at this and they look at, well, how, how functional were we when we had everybody yep. at home? If yep. they're like, you know what? We function really well with everybody at home. Yep. Let's just sell these buildings. Yep. Yeah, that's a really great place to be if, if that's the case. Now, the big question is going to come out the back of this and it may shift significantly how we look at society but that's the big thing that we're going to find coming out the back of this how are people coping in this isolated world and i know that we've spoken about this a lot especially um ella and myself have spoken about it off air many times but uh, even on here we've all spoken about community and i think what we might see as a result of this and hopefully we do is instead of these big houses with a couple of people rattling around inside of them, hopefully we'll start seeing families and communities starting to come back together. This could be the the thing that really brings communities back together in a whole new way. And that's Mm -hmm. the only, I think, you know, they talk about it takes a village to raise a child, but an adult is is just a big child. So... We, we still need all these people in our lives. So hopefully what we'll see is a resurgence of community. 
because the more community-minded people people are, the less a virus can spread. Like if people stay in their communities and uh, and get everything they need from their local area and their local people and everything else, that's going to make a really strong sense of community amongst them. Uh, everyone's going to be helping each other out. And mm. the uh, the opportunity for viruses to spread is really going to be severely reduced. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, a good point. <clears throat> yeah, I think spending locally, we've sort of had to sway a few, well, tried to sway a few bigger companies, um, you know, with, with different projects that were potentially going to go to Sydney. Yeah, and some we won out and some we didn't, but... Yeah, it can, it can be hard. At the end of the day, it's you know um, the bottom the bottom dollar uh, that they you know they chose. But that's the thing; it's always a risk. Um, yeah, and I I say you know on a on a ten grand project, if it's you know for the extra eight hundred bucks and you can spend it here, um, and and the turnaround time's a bit bit quicker, then you know I'm all for that. But some companies don't see that. You know, it's just like oh, well, it's a bottom dollar. You know, saves us money and. We're going to go here, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, next time I go to buy a car from twelve of your dealerships, I won't be buying it from you. Then maybe I'll just go to Sydney. You know what I mean? How's that sound? Yeah. Well, again, that's a, that's a whole other level of opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. For because you know there's been a whole um, you know, the big care, and there's been a whole push from a number of people to buy Australian. You know. Yeah. And you know. And I was, I, was, I was welded to that for a while. But, but, you know, what changed for me was not the price. What changed for me was, well, you know, buying Australian means not buying from, say, the third world, and they bloody need it just like we need it. Yeah. And so, the, you know, the world economy has served the purpose, and that is to, to increase the, the well-being of, of, of everybody, you know, on average. <laughs> and I get that doesn't, that doesn't work yeah. for those that aren't being improved, but, but you know... Um, so, so, so again, um, I'm totally with what you're saying, Luke. However, it's like if there's if there's someone, uh, if there's a, if there's a, ca- a country or you know or, or, or an area that that can step up, um, and and it's a benefit to to them and and to kind of to all of us, yep. um, then that's all right too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What I love is that it's just it's 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 sort of begging so many new questions. It's just questions we never never really asked, isn't it? Yeah, yep. I think it's important that we you know question you know, everything that we're currently doing and how we do it, and um, yeah, maybe we don't need to drastically change everything, um, but yeah, it's important that we understand you know um, the importance of getting on with things and community and family and you know knowing that things will ultimately pan out if the, uh, you know, potentially the vaccine's another um, thing that they're looking at. So um, it's not a cure, but uh, the vaccine, uh, from what I understand, along with the herd immunity, you know, similar to sort of measles, it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty full on when it's out there and, and you don't have a vaccine. Um, but yeah, once you do, then that, that can generally help most of the population. Well, there's no guarantee we're ever going to get a vaccine. Like, it's a it's a theory, and yes, they believe that they will, but there's no guarantees we will. Like, we don't have vaccines for everything just because something's there. Um, this mm. is probably an important one to focus on, but it doesn't mean that we'll find one. No, and then there's the... Yeah. Well, there's also people that are getting 
like we're talking about the immunity and I'm like, well, it might be worth getting it at like, I'm, you know, I'm probably in an age group now where it's worth me getting it. Um, it's a little bit of a risk, but nonetheless, potentially worth getting it to be, uh, make sure that I won't get it in the future. However, they're already getting people who are getting, who are having their second dose of it. Reinfections. Yeah. yeah. So forget the immunity <laughs> from, uh, because you've already had it. Uh, yeah, the people are already getting second infections. Yeah, but that's not you know, everybody. Right? Yeah, that's that's not everybody. Okay, that's go like, ahead, Luke. Yeah, I was say that's 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 not everybody. That's that's what I'm saying. So some have very little effects from this. Some will will get it once and that's it. They'll, their bodies will produce the the antibodies to defend itself against it next time, and some will die. That's what I'm saying. It's the the media beat the shit out of everything and say, oh, if I could, we've heard of one guy in the states who's had it four times. It's like, well, that's one guy out of <laughs> fucking millions. We're talking millions. So this that's, and that's million. a, yeah, yeah, that's the way herd immunity works, mate. It's like it's not for everybody, but um, yeah, and that's that's where that vaccine, in conjunction with herd immunity, excluding those people that get it four times, and that's one in I don't know what the figures would be, but it's very small. <laughs> That's where it slows the rate of it, the infection down and the spread. And you know what I mean? It really has, has a, you know, an impact. I mean, like they say, Russia is saying that they're, they're doing human, well, they've completed human trials uh, now. Um, that's Russia. But they're signing, yeah. you know, like countries are locking in uh, vaccine deals, uh, you know, with different um, organisations and universities now. So they must be fucking close to something. Um, and I mean, sure, like, but even if we get one, what about yeah. the mutation of the virus? So let's look yeah, at the flu. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That, you get a flu that shot. doesn't mean how many. That, yeah, I understand everything mutates. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It, it just because something mutates, it doesn't affect everyone the same way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's 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 110. percent It doesn't mean it can mutate to the most vicious virus in the world, which we, you know, we hope not. But that's what I'm saying. It. it, it in conjunction with a vaccine, that's how they slow it right down. Yeah, they won't. Sure, but the vaccine, the vaccine won't necessarily stop it. Like how many times? Each time it goes to another person, it gets the chance of um, mutating, and it's and it's how many people is it across now? Like there could be multiple versions. You go, oh, I got a vaccine for it. Great, you kill one third of it. There's still two thirds of it, okay. and then that continues. So, hmm. so the flu is the nearest thing we got, right? And they they just produce new a new inoculation every year, right? And yep. Have you guys seen there's, a, there's reports that the, the incidence of the flu this year is one three hundredth of the normal year? Yeah. Yep. So and what it's works, not as bad not, either. Yep. No, yep. What, what works is not vaccination. It, it's it's washing your freaking hands, wearing a mask, etc. <laughs> yep. That's what works. Right? Yep. What works is yep. hygiene. That's, right. that's what works. That's right. And yeah. why do we get focused on the other conversations? Because that's what the media is pushing, because that's what corporates are pushing. But actually, just basic hygiene yep. always helps it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a multi you know multifaceted attack on it. That's you know, and that's that's the way it has to be. But yeah, oh, I agree. Things will mutate, but they always have. You know, this thing mutated from animals to it jumped to humans, and then you know it mutated in such a way that you know it, it spread. Um, very quickly that, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I, I do know that obviously with all the um, medical advances now, mate, and all the labs around the world, this, this you know, we're in probably the best position to be able to um, create a vaccine. And that, again, that's the difference between a, vac there's a vaccine and a cure. There's not a cure, do you know what I mean? 
It's, uh, mm. it's just enough to get out into the community and 80% of the population will respond from it enough to slow this fucking thing down so we can go out and live normal lives. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Because if they don't kickstart the economy soon, then there's going to be a lot more pain down the track. And I think um, Port mm. Moresby uh, was a... Was a um, uh, I read a story about how they were all about bringing in restrictions similar to us, stage four. And then they did the maths and they said, no, fuck it. We're not doing it. Uh, like they said, if we, if we, you know, go four, six weeks of shutting, completely shutting down our economy, they'll never recover. They said the, you know, wow. the concept, they'll, they just would not recover at fucking all. Wow. Um, they did modeling on that and they just said, you know, and literally, you know, fucking who dies, dies and who fucking lives, lives, you know, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Well, you I mean, know, like, the, and and so you know what yeah personal responsibility comes to the fore then yeah you know with during the first isolation in melbourne our mum could have gone out and 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 the three of us that kind of were around it you know we all agreed and convinced her to stay home you know yeah. Yeah. so that was a choice sort of made amongst the family of how, how we would how we would help protect her and then we dropped stuff over when she needed it etc so you know I get that sounds ruthless, but actually it just pushes the responsibility back to the individuals for their own care. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And that's, you know, and that, I mean, you're living in Papua New Guinea. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different world and obviously their yep. um, medical system would struggle to cope with it, but they're just, they've just been told that they're, um, they, they've just got to learn to live with it. And as you said, um, you know, personal uh, responsibility on preventing, the spread and um, there they just said they just have to adapt to, to living with it rather than taking drastic measures. Um, yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, watch this space uh, because, yeah, mm. they, they would not recover. Um, and, you know, what do you do? I wonder now, now you rate that, Luke, I wonder how Bhutan's going. Bhutan. That's the country that has the gross happiness product. Oh, okay, right. Oh. You haven't heard about that? No, I haven't, no. Uh, mate, you got you got some reading to do, Bhutan. World leaders, gross happiness product. Oh, uh -huh. check mm. it out. Mm. Check it out. Mm. It's not Bhutan. Well, they're sharing truth. Bhutan. No, there. Bhutan. B-H-U. B-H, yeah, U-T-A-N, yeah. Is Bhutan safe for tourists? It's very safe. Sorry, I'm Googling this. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> Looks cool. Hey, just, just, just while you're while you're doing that, I thought I might throw a uh, a conspiracy theory into into the mix for all oh, of this. There you go. There Throw it in. Go. Throw it in. Well, uh, did you know what happened in uh, October, late October last year? Yep. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, wow. There was there oh, were the world the world military games in okay. uh, Wuhan. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> in Wuhan. Oh. In China. Okay. Go Luke. Google that. Google that one, mate. Let's look at let's look at this one. We've got to look at this one. What's now. this world what? Military games. <laughs> military games. World military games. So military uh staff from um, employees or however you want to call them came from all around the world to compete in China for the World Military Games. So it's like the police supply games that we have here. Yeah. 
That's right. Oh, yeah. So what are they saying? More athletes claim they contracted COVID-19. Close to 10,000 competitors over 100 countries. Oh, my S-bag. That's a fucking... That's a worry. <laughs> uh, it's, it sounds good. I've never self, felt so sick either. It was a very bad cold or COVID-19. After a few days, they got sick. Oh, fuck. Okay. <clears throat> There's credible reports about this week, is there? Well, you know, I've got... We've got... Uh, I can't. So this she's is a thing that happened. Strange. I can't pronounce her name, but um, yeah, she said that. Yeah, everyone in their in their department fell ill with symptoms that looked like those of COVID nineteen, but I'm not sure. Okay, claimed that it was a ghost town when he went for a cycle in the city. Oh, so that yeah, okay. So this is they were checking temperatures back then. Many of the competitors are sick of the games, but none tested positive for the virus, claiming it was just a coincidence. We all felt safe. Eh. There you go, Ross. Yeah, so this conspiracy potentially could be that there was a country who brought the virus there for uh, intentionally. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, here we go. Chinese official says US Army may have brought the hmm. epidemic to Wuhan. <laughs> How's that? I love it. Yeah, love well, it. I don't know. Let's. I mean, we can concoct a few stories, but I mean, we can. I'm sure it was an sure. alien. I, I love the coincidence of it. Mm. Yeah, we can find you know, a coincidence a planet, as well. You know. Did you know there's a planet called COVID-19, and it, those inhabitants brought it? Did you know that? Did they? <laughs> oh yeah. That's nice. Fact. That's no. fact, mate. I, I don't want to hear anything else. Fact. Just, just accept it. No, no, you, you pronounced it wrong. It was COVID-19. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the, well, that was the name of the planet, COVID-19. COVID-19. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a prejudiced Aussie, mate. I don't do accents. <laughs> you know, even even down here where where we are, there's um, there was 58 healthcare workers that were uh, have tested positive, one of which we know personally. Um but yeah, they're they're on the mend. Like they felt crook for a while, but like definitely feel a lot better. You know what I mean? Out there, hmm. they're younger, but yeah, that's that's a bit of a concern with the healthcare and the nursing homes. Um, there, so oh, that's, I know. that's yeah. another space, and people can't get to see you know each other. So imagine having your grandma or your mum or whatever in in a nursing home, and hmm. you, you can't get in to see them. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's, you it's, may never see them again. Mm. No, and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, and some some people are literally knocking on death's door, or have been for um, for for some time. Um, you know, and this is just that you know something has come along and and he's picking you know the oldies off. You know, I used to work in some of these nursing homes when I was very young, just wheeling around tea and coffee. Yeah, and um, hmm. some were very vibrant and with it, and you know, it was sad to see him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and some were just. Mm. Fuck! You just like fuck. This is this mm. is not living. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, and that's 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 a worry. And we've got to look after our oldies because you know all of us could be one day. But yeah, I think in the first instance, I should have really, you know, put the the screws down on on that and and looked after them and put put things in place to really protect them sooner rather than later. Um, and then we may have, you know, avoided these huge overall sort of lockdowns and restrictions. So, mm, that's mm. hindsight. 
That's yep. my conspiracy yep. theory, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a conspiracy theory. No, we should have... Uh, I, I don't know Like what we can do. One of the biggest challenges, I think, in that industry is there are a lot of people that uh, that move from one place to another, and quite often they are uh, younger people. Younger people are at a greater risk because of the activities that they engage in. Yeah, you know, they're more likely to be reckless, and they're like, "Well, you know, it's not going to affect me even if I do get it." Um, yeah. And you know, indestructible. I remember being being very young once, and uh, yeah, I I was indestructible at that age too. So yeah. it was you know not unusual for for um, young adults to be doing stupid things. So going out partying would just be almost a natural thing to do at that age, uh, even yeah. though it's putting the, the mm. country at risk and. If you happen to be a frontline worker, um, then you know you just happen to be a frontline worker, and it increases the risk for others. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough. We're going one. out partying and combined with invincibility, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep, that's right. Makes it pretty hard mm. to, uh, to yeah. I think they're saying in the states as well. There's like um, college folk are having sort of massive um, parties and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, yep. which is <clears throat> which is a bit crazy. So you know, there's a lot of watch this space. There's, a, there's an Aussie reporter over there, and you know she's been reporting on you know, for instance, there's I can't tell you exactly which cities, but you know, there's there's like yeah, there's people partying in the pubs, and then then the then the, the ICU in the in the local hospital is is busted. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a complete paradox. Yep. So. Well, we'll see where we're at in four weeks' time here. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they can get a vaccine, you know, sort of on the go, which I think, you know, Ross, they're pretty, they're pretty close from what I've been, um, you know, reading. So, I mean, if they're signing agreements, they're either just jumping the gun to get in and it could be two years away um, or, uh, or we're, not, we're not too far. I think anything will help at the moment. Um, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, look, it, it could just simply be wish, wishful thinking. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of companies jump ahead with things, you know, because they want it to be that way rather than it uh, necessarily is that way. Yep. But look, yep. uh, I I really do hope that we can find a solution to this. Like the own the only uh, I guess rapid way out the other side of this is a vaccine. There's no other way that it's going to work. Yeah, you know, if we're getting yep. people reinfected, uh, if it's like this is going to go on for potentially forever like will it ever stop no like we have changed the way that life will be live forever if there's a vaccine hey we could be back to life as normal tomorrow but i think there's a lot of i guess learnings well, and, nah. and great the theory that it'll still take 18 months for the vaccine ross so don't don't get the public excited sure nah. but 18 months versus forever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, just, you know, I'm hoping that we get the learnings out of it, though, such that the community really does become an amazing community. That's that's my hope and, and wish yes. that we get that we yes. get from this. There's the value that is that is here for us to, I guess, to to learn and 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 uh, engage in. Um, community for me, I think, is it's one of the most powerful things that I've ever experienced or witnessed. And it's, it's, it's almost lost, like a, a, lost, uh, a lost understanding. People don't even really get the, the concept of, of community anymore. It's been you know, so uh, 
lost for so long. Yeah, mm. yeah it's a um, it's a tricky uh, it's a tricky tricky space. But we need to, you know, as a community, we all need to congregate too. That's part of the community, you know. And if we can't mm. get close to each other, then um, then yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge too. So I think, yeah, we'll just wait for the Sputnik vaccine that they're, uh, they're claiming you know, is, is ripe to go. And um, Mate, it's going to be a mind control drug. You watch. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they, they don't it, need that. They've got school. <laughs> just on another note, just doing, just doing the rounds on the net here that, um, uh, South Africa <laughs> been in, uh, in in lockdown, and it just says South Africa said it would resume sales of alcohol and cigarettes banned on the twenty seventh of March. Mm. Okay. Wow. Taken they it banned away. alcohol and cigarettes. Oh, oh. Here they ramped up production. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that what we should be doing? Well, did, did you guys remember a, a long time ago, like, you know, a long, long time ago, I think they said by the year, was it the year 20, uh, 2005 or something, maybe even, I don't know the year, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of plucking the year out of, out of the air, but they said that they, we were going to ban cigarettes in Australia. Okay. Yeah, one of, the, one of the governments put their hand up and said, that's what we're going to do. Um, I think another government got in, uh, got into power, or you know, as governments often do, they make promises and then they go, "Look, this is too big a he- much of a headache." Um, but uh, yeah, they were going to ban cigarettes. Oh, mm. fuck! You wouldn't want so to this, live in. This would have been a good chance to do it. Yeah, you go, "Hey, look, you know, <laughs> alcohol and cigarettes are not essential to your survival. This is, this is yeah, just a reality, happening. a simple fact. We're going to pull the plug on the sales of those. Uh, yeah. that we're just going to shut, it, shut those industries down today." Yeah. Well, there's well, been prohibition of alcohol, and we know what happened there, don't we? I, I just well, there is pretty much on um, cigarettes now with the cost of them. You know, people just keep buying the the black market stuff. Um, but you could live in Russia well, too. You could be live in Russia, and I'm quoting a Russian teacher. She said that they'll recommend that we get the uh, get the vaccine, and then another lady says, "Yeah, well, we'll actually be forced to do it." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. that's a inoculation. And I think I think Russia says that the criticism um, of its controversial uh, vaccine is groundless and founded in jealousy from the West. So <laughs> I'd agree with that. I'm gonna jump on and give this Sputnik right. V five a uh, a crack. So uh, well, mate, we've been uh, talking that. about this for a while. Thanks. And, yeah. and we should, uh, and we so she, we should probably wrap it up. Is All there right. any thoughts that either of you wish to leave? Yes. Leave us with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go for it. So I don't know what happened, Ross, but my mate, my good mate, the ice otter, he said he sent us an email a while back, and we we never acknowledged it. So is there unacknowledged email still? Oh. oh um, I'm, I'm, we'd have to check where 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 we're at for those. All right. All right. Well, so I'm going to say a big shout out to the eyesight up and we will find that email, mate. Otherwise, we'll do it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not good enough, is it? To the, to the general public. Yeah. How can we, uh... Our production team needs a kick in the pants. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well said. We've called it out team. Line. Yeah, bigger team. <laughs> yeah. Fair call. All right, boys. Awesome.
Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, gents. Be fun. Talk it easy. Talk it easy. Bye. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross LN Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out L and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.